0: good welcome to what difference does it make we're not talking episodes anymore i think i've given up <laughs> we're I way past that we, there will be episodes i will always label the episodes but i uh, i think i've given up doing like episode seven part three <laughs>
1: <laughs> which i think this probably is or part four so anyway
0: yeah so that means uh yeah 20 divided by 106 i, I can't see that let's just say this would be the, our fifth installment could that be? That's, uh, this is our fifth episode talking about 1981 and these songs.
1: Yeah, I think we're going to have to be a little more concise. All right. that's, a long, that's a lot of episodes for 1981. Okay. Anyway, I'm Holly.
0: I'm Dave. Welcome. And, uh, yes. I do get that uh, concise. Be concise. Be focused. <laughs> like all of a sudden, well, oh, squirrel.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: One of those guys.
1: Yep. Me too. So we can't have two of us on the show. So I think we edit out this whole part. Oh, yeah. Don't
0: worry. None of this is coming. It's going to be in the episode.
1: uh, So we're going to just give you a a heads up on something. You will not be hearing the music.
0: Yeah, we started feeling guilty about putting in the music. Although it's a highly entertaining show, when there is music, we find that it's... Uh, afterwards we, uh, we are guilt ridden and, uh, have angst and, uh, all of a sudden we're, we imagine ourselves in jail. We're not, uh, using the music properly.
1: But more so, we don't want to deceive our friends.
0: <laughs> or America or the world. Yeah. We don't want to deceive the world. Well, we're- I mean,
1: you know, the music community when they say our friends. Yes. So anyway, so, uh, um, listen on Anchor or we'll just be, you know, five times more entertaining from here on out.
0: No guarantees. <laughs> we're going to do the best we can but yeah but the music will be in there i'm going to create a spotify playlist i think it's called the what difference does it make podcast so look us up there and you can find uh the songs that we're discussing in each episode
1: excellent yeah. okay yes so,
0: so that brings us to uh we've been doing 106.7 we've been uh, we're heading into uh the final we're the stretch run we we can see the the light at the end of the tunnel we're we're reaching the the peak of uh, of the top song. the pinnacle the pinnacle yes so uh here we are we we uh when we left off we were talking surprisingly about the rolling stones and um, the one thing that i noticed is this is uh, a very female centric uh, top 20
1: yes and we we like that this is the go-go's less to love dave what can you tell me about less to love
0: it's a spectacular song i actually had listened um I, you know, I don't know if you, you probably know the Go-Go's were a punk band and then they were kind of cleaned up. I think uh, Belinda Carlisle uh, used to wear a trash can or tra- trash, trash bag. bag. Yeah. She wore a trash, <laughs> <laughs> a trash bag to, to shows. That was her look. Um, and they were, they were punkers. And if um, I actually pulled up a song on, on YouTube of, of Lust to love of like, the, uh, like a harder edge version of this song, it's, it's also spectacular.
1: Was it live? The version you heard? Was it
0: was it like, uh, kind of like a demo, I think, uh, uh-huh. recorded a f- uh, few years before Beauty and the Beat. Yeah. But uh, Lust of Love is a great song. It's just kind of, uh, it, it's nice. Okay. It's kind of a uh, female version of uh, guys, you know, just kind of, you know, lo- loving loving their women. But uh, yeah. just, it's, it's a one-night stand, really, that uh, turns into mm-hmm. a little bit more.
1: It's funny what you said about, uh, about Belinda Carlisle wearing the... the trash bag because I had read a story that she that's how she approached Charlotte Caffey who was one of the only actual musicians originally they had in the band when she approached her to be in the band or to play with them she was wearing a trash bag so I was trying to picture that you know myself someone coming up to me wearing a trash bag going of course I'm not a musician so you know my perspective's a little different and me going yeah I'm totally in trash bag girl
0: (laughs) exactly but that's I'm sure that was respectable yes. there like oh wow she she really put some thought into this legitimacy, yes, exactly, this is what I want. I like your look, I want to be a part of this, so yeah. that's uh that's part of how the go goes came about.
1: We should all be thankful for that,
0: definitely, yes, the world is <laughs> all right, so that was uh so that's lust to love, and then um again, uh we move into another female uh singer, Lena Lovitch, new yes. toy.
1: She's awesome, Lena Levitt. She's so interesting. She's an interesting. She's an interesting look and interesting voice, um, and currently touring with Psychedelic Furs, at least right? in Europe or in, in the UK, at least. Oh, that's good to would hear. Have been super fun to see. Yeah,
0: I was not um, aware she was she was back and doing her own thing. That's you know that, that's yeah. great because I, I I really don't hear too much about her, and I remember hearing like the that's oh just, lucky number, lucky number, yeah, lucky number yeah. one. Yeah, that was a great song. I, this was something I also loved. Um, here's my fun fact Do you know who wrote this song?
1: I don't know who wrote this song.
0: This was written by her keyboardist, who was Thomas Dolby. No way. (laughs) Yes, way. It's true. So, um, yeah,
1: new toy, not lucky number,
0: right? New toy, new toy. That's awesome. Thomas Dolby, right? So, you, right, you, uh, if you if you watch uh, like a performance video of Lena Lovitch doing New Toy, you could see Thomas Dolby to the side. Um, he, he was in her band. And now he wrote I'm going that song, to. and you will hear it and go, Oh, yeah, that kind of sounds like a Thomas Dolby song. Of
1: course, now. Now I hear it. Yeah. Now that you're saying it.
0: <laughs> With my words? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, the, yeah, so Lena Lovitch was uh, another girl. Uh, yeah, another girl, but an <laughs> innovator. And I, Maybe that's, and I've, I've been trying to think about maybe just hearing all these women singers, maybe that's why I was always accepted as like, why is that weird to have a woman as a yeah. front person? Or It's not. In my world, it was not because this is what I was growing, you know, I heard a lot of these songs and I, I guess I thank K-Rock for playing all this music. Yeah. But yeah, as I look at this, I think the Go-Go's were the only all-female band. Everyone, you know, like Lane Lovage, her band was all guys. Yeah. You know? the you know pretenders there it was always just maybe the the female was always the the front front person but uh it was never like a whole band of women and that's why the go-go's are were just such a unique and uh special <laughs> special moment yeah. in time
1: and they were great period not just because they were they were all girls women sorry
0: yeah they all yeah. had their their yeah. unique personalities it was yeah it was great <laughs> we, we once again we do love the Go Go's. Yes. <laughs> their own the-
1: show, they get their own podcast, not just their an episode. They we should, should could do a whole podcast. Oh, on the definitely. Go-Go's, if there oh. isn't one already. Oh my goodness! All right,
0: all right. So now we go to uh, guys. Back to the boys. Back to the boys. But uh, tell uh,
1: us what you will about number seventeen, which is Devo's jerking back and forth.
0: Uh, this was. I, I I think this was their yeah this was after whip it and um the album new traditionalists and jerking back and forth it's still just a, a great song I, I don't know if you would call it a formula but they had a sound yes. <laughs> they had a sound and it, it worked i mean much like acdc you know their songs all sound like acdc songs yeah. all songs by devo like that can only be one band
1: I, we have discussed this before their sound Unique and there was a band who I can't remember what it was a few episodes ago that we said they're trying to sound like Devo. Right. Devo isn't a genre. Devo is a specific. I don't know. I find them to be very specific to me. There's nobody else really that sounds like Devo. They
0: had a brand. Yeah. Back then.
1: Yeah. And their brand too, but.
0: Yeah. Right, right. The yeah. whole thing of yeah, the evolution and you know <laughs> which <laughs> or which is I that believe evolution. I do. <laughs> No, it's de-evolution. <laughs> it's it's all coming true. It's all coming to come fruition. Unfortunately, yeah. um, so then we move to number sixteen. Another female fronted band
1: by f- f- front female fronted band. Yes, all bo- all boys in the band.
0: Although yeah, it was kind of a duo, I think, yeah. with X. And, yes, yes, X. With
1: John scene. De, X X Xine John Doe.
0: Billy Zoom. Yes. DJ Bone Break. Yes. One of the few bands where I can name all the members.
1: Very good. Are you That's impressive? Yeah. Yes. Yes. You can
0: name some. Like, can you name all the Go Go's? Yeah. Sorry to put you on the on the spot, but let's see if you can name all the Go Go's. Okay,
1: Belinda Carlisle, Jane Wheedland, Charlotte Caffey. Oh, you are putting me on the spot. I know.
0: It's always the bassist and the drummer that we forget.
1: Oh, Gina Shock,
0: drummer. Yes. Bassist is. You could do it. It's ah, it's in you.
1: Gina Shuck, Charlotte Caffey, Jane Weedlin, Belinda
0: Carlisle. Ah! Can I give you the initials? Yes. Yes. Okay. KV. Oh, Kathy Valentine. There you go. I knew you had it. Sorry, Kathy. It's all right. Yeah. I'm sure sure she left the band for a little bit. They had a little, she's a little tiff, tiff, which everyone has. And she's back in the fold now. So when, when you see the Go-Go's, Kathy is back in the band. Yay. Yay. Exactly. Okay, so now we move to. Uh, we're gonna always come back to the Go Go's, aren't we?
1: <laughs> um, that that excites me. It you can you can talk we can talk forever about the Go Go's. Okay, so then we did we did X White Girl. Didn't we just talk about
0: X? <laughs> so, we didn't really talk about it, but um, another and your knowledge of all the band members. It was just a, yeah, it's just a one two pile Like a great the first two X records are just mm. some of my favorites. Um, Los Angeles and this is from White Girl is from Wild Gift. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I think this was probably their their biggest hit. This was on their, when they were still on their the baby slash, uh record label that uh before they went into before they signed to a major. You think the white girl was their biggest hit? Um uh, I don't probably. It was a their I think it was the song that was the most commercial. Ah, uh, maybe. Thinking back. Like that was kind of, it was almost like a it was almost a ballad, but but catchy, and fun.
1: Do you find it hard to differentiate sometimes? Because you, you might be right about this being their biggest hit, and we can you know we can obviously look it up. Look it up, but the songs that you like, the songs that one likes, mm-hmm. are not necessarily the songs that were the biggest hits. But you think they were; they're so big in your mind, and then you realize it didn't chart very high. Or
0: right now, I know this didn't chart at all, probably anywhere. I don't know if they except have, for the like, KROQ Top One Hundred Six Point yeah, Seven songs yeah. of
1: nineteen eighty one. Right,
0: exactly. I don't know if maybe "Hungry Wolf," uh, yeah, the first two albums. I think that this was probably this was their big big song. Yeah, this was the one that kind of got them a li, uh, on the uh, map a, a little bit. Yeah, not just in Los Angeles, yeah. but further along around the the U.S. and the world. Was uh,
1: Los Angeles a big? It was big a yeah. song?
0: Los Angeles, yeah. Uh, no, it was I, I don't think that would be a big hit Wasn't, or okay. you know that's it was important in the area of los angeles and for people that were that had access to hear this music but i don't think it was uh you know
1: outside uh, okay.
0: yeah outside the, the whole thing of, of the world <laughs> or outside of the <laughs> of the los angeles the los angeles community um but anyway that was uh it would it's still a great song i, I could hear that song anytime any yes. day and, and just love it and sing along uh, okay, so now then, to
1: the brothers who get along.
0: The brothers who get along. This is Sparks, Funny Face, At
1: number fifteen.
0: Yeah, um, actually, kind of shocking because I don't uh, necessarily think of this as as a big hit or, or thing that would be a song that would be in the top twenty. But I'm, I'm happy to. I'm happy it's there. <laughs> it's it's weird. There's a few songs on in this top twenty where you kind of scratch your head, going, "I don't get it," or just songs that that did not uh, have a lasting impact or are not played anymore or kind of forgotten through time.
1: Hope we're getting to those because I was a little shocked also.
0: Yeah. But there's uh yeah. So it's kind of, it's kind of interesting looking back at these yeah. things. Hey, you found the, what difference does it make podcast? We're going to take a break right now and we'll be right back.
2: Hello, Pantheon podcast listeners, Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds.
0: Told you we'd be back. Here we go. Number fourteen, The Pretenders.
1: Yay! Another, another girl.
0: Another girl. This is from um, their second album, The Adulteress.
1: Well, the album is Pretenders Two. Yes. Song is The Adulteress. Correct.
0: <laughs> did I did I not say that correctly? I probably <laughs> did. You
1: said the album.
0: All right. Well. For- <laughs> what do you want
1: to tell me about it? Being the big Pretenders fan, we <laughs> love Chrissy Hynde.
0: Kind of like a lust to love type of thing. Again, mm-hmm. she's she is the not the adulteress. Not the predator, I guess you wouldn't want to say, but she is the aggressor in this situation.
1: We can call her the adulteress.
0: She is the adulteress. That's what they say in the song. <laughs> yes. Uh, and it, it's great. I mean it's uh you hear it and, and it kind of makes me wistful thinking, uh, what could have been had the, the guitarist James Honeyman Scott oh. and Pete Farndon still been around. Chrissy Hine and uh Martin Chambers for I could also name all four Very good. Of the original pretenders.
1: Oh, impressive.
0: Just because I can I would yeah, those were these were bands that meant a lot to me. So um So you the, dug deep. Yeah. No, it's fun, especially you know, when I'm looking back at this list, you go, you know, I'm thankful there there's a YouTube because you can go on to uh you can go on YouTube and see them perform the song. Like, do you remember the show Fridays? It was kind of rip ripoff of Saturday Night Live. Yeah, they got some great musical performers, and one of them was the Pretenders playing the Adulteress. So I got to see them play that, which I don't think there was no video for the, the Adulteress. So it's kind of cool to see them. And uh, that's
1: really cool. I'm gonna. I, I I know you're gonna send me. You're you're going to follow up because you have a memory of a you know. What's well, steel trap.
0: It's because I listened to the shows over and over and over again. But uh, but yeah, it's a uh, yeah. They were just a great band. I mean, Chrissy Hearn's still a great performer. But uh, it's kind of cool to see them in their in their prime playing this song.
1: Okay. I'm gonna look for that because I love the song, and I don't remember it wasn't the that that show Fridays. I, I can't they, remember, but I remember the show, and I don't remember the musical performances.
0: Oh yeah, I remember watching it specifically for the music performances because mm-hmm. I know the Clash played on there. I think Devo played. I think all the bands <laughs> that, that were talked about. They, I mean, what the show didn't last very long, but in, it was there for. I think it was on the air for maybe from 1980 to 1981 or something like that. Yeah, Michael Richards was one of the the performers. Oh on that yeah, show. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So yeah, yeah it was a
0: thing. Show wasn't funny, but they did get good musical acts and so that's that could uh, be
1: what they remembered for except i didn't remember them right
0: so you can pull it up on uh, youtube now because miraculously it is still there i love it yeah all right um so now we're as we move (laughs) all right along uh pete shelley
1: homo Sapiens.
0: yes did you love the buzzcocks as much as i did (laughs) no don't shake your head come on Really? I didn't love. <laughs>
1: yes, I like them certainly, but not. I can't tell you the band members.
0: No, I I could not. Um, so you're
1: not that big of a right, fan. God,
0: yeah, you're right. Okay, but uh, yeah, they were. For me, they were kind of like a British version of the Ramones. They were, <laughs> they were, you know, just catchy pop punk songs. It was great. <laughs> uh, you know, ever fallen in love? You know, what do I get? orgasm addicts, any of these songs sound familiar to you? No. Yeah, oh, mainly. They're, they're great short songs that just like, just really catchy and um, you should, it's it's worth okay, pl- well, playing yeah. some some Buzzcocks. But anyway, Pete Shelley was, I, I saw them recently, it's very funny watching, seeing Pete Shelley now. I mean, he looks, he's just this old, he looks like, you know, Steve Jones. He's just, you know, this, <laughs> this old An doc, old dad rock star. Old dad, it really does. Yeah. But, you Know they get on stage, they play your songs, and it's just phenomenal. So, um, so you saw him, I have seen them, yeah. Recently, yeah, f- a few years back, actually. How'd they sound? Phenomenal, love them, okay. loved it so much. You know, you you don't have to, I mean, the visual they don't look at, you know, they're not these skinny uh, British punks anymore. There's they're, they've got beer bellies and they're, they're gray, graying hair, but you know, they're relatable. Yes, exactly. You, <laughs> and you look in the audience, and we all look the same. So yeah. it's great. And so anyway, Pete Shelley had this uh, solo song "Homo Sapien." I
1: think Pete Shelley had a career, a solo career after. I'm also, sure. I'm sure there you. were other there were other hits. Insert names here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do not know. I do know yes. Buzzcocks, and they're still playing around once in a while. You can see them, and uh, it's it's great. All right, I'll have a look. You definitely need to see them. <laughs> you too. okay so makes, I will it, it gives, I will I will I will gives me so much joy it just <laughs> it does <It's> like,
1: <laughs> since it brings you see we, we just had a conversation about this recently about how the joy that it brings you to share you know a band you might love with those with those you love yes
0: Yeah. there you go there you go so okay we'll go we'll, we'll go and we'll we'll sing along to uh, what do I get and you know it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun I can't wait I'm looking forward to Oh, that. I can't wait um, okay, so now there's this band, <laughs> which I became obsessed with. I saw this video. Or, or, okay, so the band is Suburban Lawns. Or the band is called Suburban Lawns. The song is called Janitor. <laughs> I don't remember watching the video back when I was a kid. I remember hearing this a lot yes. on, on K-Rock. I had no idea what the what they with looked the words, like.
1: Or what the words actually were. Well, I
0: did know the words, which was <laughs> kind of made me giggle. But I didn't know all the words. But anyway, of course, there's YouTube. And so now there's one performance that you can see. And there's the, the female-led singer. And I watched her. And just being like a geeky guy, I was like, or, you know, like who is this woman who's just... She had like this butterfly collar yeah. on, did not move around. Um, and I became obsessed with her. Like, who is this woman? And so I started doing this deep dive into what her name Sue is. Sue Tissue. Her name is Sue Tissue. <laughs> and... Um, I, so I Googled the name and then of course, being the geeky music nerd that I am, I am not the only one who's obsessed with this person. There are websites yeah. dedicated to where is Sue Tissue? What happened to Sue Tissue?
1: But nobody knows.
0: Nobody really knows. She, um, uh, I looked on her Wikipedia page and she, she did put together a classical album, yeah. um, piano. She, she attended the Berkeley school of music. Yes. Uh, I did listen to the piano music, which I found interesting, um, and I did watch someone put together again on YouTube. She was in the movie "Married to the Mob," and uh, just a bit part. And she she is she's uh, she's in that movie because Jonathan Demi also did um, this uh, this Saturday Night Live short called "Gidget Goes to Hell." Yeah. Again, again I, I went down the, a little rabbit hole as I'm trying to study. But you don't what,
1: remember that song, the song? I do remember the song. Yeah. And
0: I kind of remember the video for that. Yeah. Did you? I, di-
1: I did not remember the video, the song I know. Yeah. Yeah. And he, yeah, he directed it. And then she, he was in another one. She was in another one of his movies, Something Wild. Oh, that's not,
0: not Married to the Mob. I am so sorry. Okay, yeah. Mira, it was Something yeah, yeah. Wild. Uh, yeah, so she was married to uh, to Jeff Daniels, or she, I think that's in that the scene that they showed. They sh- someone cut it up like just just all of Sue Tissue's scenes because guys are weird and they they are attracted to obsessive. Okay. Yeah. Like, so
1: okay, sorry. What is the origin of her name?
0: I have no idea because
1: that obviously is not her
0: name. I, I I didn't dig it that deep. All of a sudden was was just trying to find out like who who is who, this woman she, who. <laughs> Go ahead.
1: So one of the one of the descriptions I read of her something and uh, one of the websites because I also I didn't dig as deep as you but I assigned des- you this. Yes.
0: <laughs> Please but find out something about her.
1: Described her as Little House on the Prairie meets the Manson girls. Her look and her presence, and I thought, yeah, because of what what she was wearing was very, um, little houseish, conservative.
0: Yeah. Super conservative, but s- singing this. This punkish new wave song, yeah,
1: but with no movie, and she had kind of a creepy look on her face, so you can describe her as the as a Manson ish.
0: Right, it was definitely it was right. It was this creepy vibe, and it was so fun. I mean, this song, it's you know, it's kind of like a Talking Heads type uh, beat to it. It's it's really good, and uh, you know, of course, I listened to the whole album, and you know, she she doesn't sing on all the on the whole album, but you know, it's it's definitely interesting. There's little. Talking heads elements to it. And um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. But yeah, there is this creepy vibe to her, which is kind of. Maybe tr- that's
1: what the turn on is for the guys. It's kind of attractive,
0: <laughs> I guess. Like, what's happening here? <laughs> yeah, I know. So, um, but yeah, that was. Uh, anyway.
1: But it's funny. So, so I don't know if most people know about the, the lyrics. The lyrics I'm a janitor, oh my genitals. So, you. So you know how you can listen to a song now and you think you know what they're saying and then you find out the real lyrics of the song. She actually says both in the song.
0: Right. I always thought growing up as a, you know, when I first heard it, I thought, oh, people were just making fun. Oh, it sounds like she's saying genitals. Oh, my genitals. Yeah. Yeah. But the, but, but she was. Yeah. Or, may, yeah.
1: She was saying both. She, she said, I'm a janitor. <laughs> and oh, my genitals.
0: Yeah. It, it's anyway. The, yeah. And the song is just, I I, I still like it. Anti-matter, does it matter? I, I don't know. Just I like the word play. And it, it's uh,
1: trippy. It is trippy. I don't know if it would hold up. That You said you listened to it a few times. It's not a song. Just like, you know, well, Lena Levitch, we were talking about, who, you know, I like and I think, you know, was, the music was cool and fun and interesting. I don't know about the longevity. I mean, the regularity. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? I, it's not, I wouldn't be on my, one of my, um, you know, running playlists. <laughs> okay.
0: No, it was yeah, it was interesting. I don't know they just kind of fell apart, this band. Yeah. I don't know, you know, where they could have taken it. But I think, you know, like the whole band was pretty good. Yeah,
1: well they it were just, all real they were all real musicians. Definitely. Yeah.
0: So I yeah. Um I think the guys still play together from what yeah. I understand, but uh no one knows where Sue Tissue is. Yeah. Where well, are you, Sue? Sue We need Sue you Tissue.
1: Do you have to color that with both names, you know, how you... I think so. Yeah. It kind of,
0: yeah, well, <laughs> it works, Sue Tissue, yeah. S U. Yes. S U. Tissue.
1: But I think her real name is Sue, Sue or Susan something, her birth name.
0: I okay. Think. It wasn't spelled like Susie Sue. This is, no. This is Sue Tissue. Sue, t- the regular Sue traditional Sue. 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 <laughs> no. Why? Yeah, that's right. Susie Sue and Sue Tissue. No, no ease. What's, what's up with that? Yeah. Why? Why are we against the the letter E? We'll have to look into that. All right, that's enough uh, suburban lawn stock.
1: Yeah, but thanks for making me dig deep on that one because I, she is pretty interesting.
0: All right, so another interesting fella. Um, this yeah. was uh, Adam and the Ants.
1: We love Adam Ant.
0: And uh, stand and deliver mm-hmm. from his Prince Charming yeah. smash album.
1: Yeah. I love it that there are multiple albums, multiple Adam Ant albums represented on this list well, that th- year.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I had looked into this. Prince Charming came out in 81 mm-hmm. um, and the... Uh, Kings of the Wild Frontier. Kings of the Run- was before that. So that was 80 and kind of spilled into 81. But it's still charted in 81. Yeah, still, p- in right. Yeah. I mean, this is when you kind of... Kind of struck when the when the iron was hot, you yeah. know. Like, all right, we, all right, Adam, let's let's keep pumping these and he out. He did, and he did, Man. and he did, um, and we're very thankful for that.
1: Yes, we are.
0: So yeah, stand and deliver another costume type video, and <laughs> you know they all get to dress up and play act, and it's kind of fun.
1: Yeah, he's a he's he's just a pleasure to look at. <laughs> That's true. Because <laughs> I'm just that shallow.
0: We all well. Look at me and like my. You suit. Sue,
1: you're very deep with Sue tissue. I, I'm just all about the you know. He's a hottie.
0: All right. Well, that's oh Jesus. Ah uh, gee. <laughs> <laughs> no, it works. That's
1: Adamant. It's not going to be yeah. the last we see, even in the top twenty yeah. of Adamant. But,
0: but yeah, stand and deliver. It kind of. I, I think of Florence and the Machine now. Just kind of you know, oh. just kind of that like uh, action adventure type music. Good comparison. Like. Yeah. Even without looking at him, could you listen to the song?
1: Absolutely can't. I never, well, of course, never you just, turn off. You
0: close out. You close your eyes and you picture. Now Adam, I'm driving. Adam <laughs> applying your, your his pirate makeup to your face, or you know, making like, my hair. The... Yeah, there you go. <sighs> <laughs> oh, you oh. go
1: on, go on. All
0: right, so um, so there you go. Songs 19 through 11. On our podcast, What Difference Does It Make, please tune in next week as we'll be talking about the top 10 songs K-Rock played and the year that was 1981. So thanks for tuning in and check you later. Over and out.
2: It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football